Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Hey guys, it's JD with Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. You ever get bored like I do in the middle of the night watching YouTube? Trying to figure out which broadhead flies the best, which one penetrates the best, different arrows, different bows, different bow speeds, all that kind of stuff. Go check out Chest Stumper Outdoors. Not only does he have some good hunting footage, he also does amazing broadhead reviews and arrow reviews and bow reviews and stuff like that. He goes to all the different trade shows and tests out all the bows right there on camera. He also does the Mountain Archery Fest. So give him a check. That's again, Chest Thumper Outdoors. Go give him a good listen. Go watch his videos. Some amazing content. Welcome to another episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. This is episode 41, and we've got Joe from Feed the Obsession on. Um, dude, this was a great, great episode. Joe is an awesome guy. Uh, we met him at the World Beer Expo and, you know, we talked with him for a very long time. <laughs> uh, Joe's a killer. He's got a, a great vision for what they're trying to do at Feed the Obsession. Uh, go check out their Instagram. You know, it, he's a veteran. He's a hunter. Awesome guy. You know, he, he, he really, really cares about the industry and the future of hunting with, you know, all of our kids and, the way he wants to go about it, man, it, you know, I can't disagree with anything he says. I'm 100% behind what Feed the Obsession is trying to do. And, you know, I am a huge advocate for getting your kids out in the woods um, because, you know, it's God's creation. And I just, I think that, you know, being out in his creation is much, much better than being in a city <laughs> or being glued to your phone. Um, before we get started with this, little recap so we did the first annual southeastern bow hunter bow shoot yesterday um dude awesome time it was so much fun and i i can't thank everybody enough for coming out you know i got to see all of my friends that that hunt or at least a majority of them um got to meet some new guys awesome dudes you know give them a little shout out micah ricky y'all killed it y'all did so good you know, I'm I'm so glad that you guys got into bow hunting, and I really hope, honestly, that you guys kill the biggest deer out of all of us this year. Um, you know, we we had a good time. Everyone shot well. Andy's wife was an absolute dead shot. She, you know, showed all of us up. <laughs> Alicia, you did good. Um, but yeah, man, you know, it was a great time. Just a bunch of buddies hanging out. We did film it. Um, Andy's working on a complete edited you know uh youtube video that he's going to be putting on his channel uh so go check out double a outdoors tv and then jd dropped a i guess you would call it like a rough cut um but it was very well done as well uh you get to see us all shoot you get to see us you know shoot the 100 yard shot you get to see me miss again on the turkey head one of these days i'm going to get that turkey um, you get to see me break one of JD's lighted knocks. Sorry about that, buddy. Um, and then after that, you get to see Andy send an arrow through one of my veins. So, you know, our groupings were fantastic. Um, a couple of things I need to change. I did have to rebuild 
one arrow yesterday, or actually two arrows yesterday, because one of my knocks exploded on me. So that was interesting. And then obviously Andy shot through a vein, so I had to re, you know, refletch that. No biggie. Um, nothing crazy. But uh, yeah, and then my released, I shoot a uh, index release. My release just, I don't know what's going on. It, it, it started feeling like, you know, the release was going out. Maybe it felt like there was gravel inside of it. I don't really know. I'm going to mess with it today, but you know, it was a great time. Um, everyone had a good time. I had a good time. We got some good footage. I got to pull cards off of camera uh, or off of uh, public land cameras. Um, Bluey is back over on one of my private spots. Trike is still showing up. I checked the cards on the cameras from public and there's some really good deer on there. Um, a lot of people too, <laughs> but it's public. So what can you expect? Um, yeah, man, this season is shaping up to be a really good season for everyone. And I'm so excited to see where, where it takes us, you know, what God's got in store for us. Um, you know, cause without him, we wouldn't be able to do any of this. And I really, really hope that he blesses all of us with, you know, good deer and a bunch of deer. You know, we, we need to fill those freezers, guys. Um, so before we get started with Joe from Feed the Obsession, um, let's get the ad reads out of the way. Osseo Gear, you know, one of the best camo companies in the market. Um, Joe Miles is an awesome guy. Uh, reach out to him on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Go check out their website. You know, if you've got any questions concerning arrow setup or camos or whatever, you know, all their products, reach out to Joe. He can answer any questions. And they have a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. They've got a um, a new belt that's coming out. I, honestly, Joe's going to kill me, but it it's some type of like super quiet belt, I guess. Uh, there's no metal on it. Um, yeah, it's he's got a lot. He's got early season stuff. He's got new base layers. I mean, there's tons of stuff up there, man. So go check out their website and save a little bit of money with our promo code. It's SBH10. Saves you 10% off everything site-wide. Um, you know, so go, go check them out. You know, if, if it's not for you, I understand, but I like it. I back it. So, uh, next up summit tree stands, as you guys know, I've been using my summit for about five years now. Um, and I love it. You know, it, it's sturdy. It's going to last forever. And I really don't see me using a different climber. Um, I haven't gotten to the hang on game yet. I want to but I just have not had the, had the time. Work has been absolutely insane. Um, but Summit's got you covered from A to Z. They've got climbers, sticks, hang-ons, accessories, bow holders, rifle holders, um, bow ropes, you know, safety lines, all this stuff, vests, uh, safety harnesses. They got everything you need. So go to summitstands.com, use our promo code SEBH15. It'll save you 15% off everything on their website. They were kind enough to give us that so we could give it to you and go check them out y'all seriously we got three and a half four weeks till deer season starts i have absolutely no idea where i'm going opening morning i know where i'm going opening evening though and if i'm able to put an arrow through trike well y'all will see it um last but not least i want to give a shout out to scout tech scout tech's a new company that we're working with um they are a trail camera company and also like a trail camera software company. Go listen to our episode we did with them last week. You can learn all about it. I 100% back these guys. Their, their product is top of the line. Um, 
they've got some solar panels you can use that are like the size of an iPad. <laughs> it's crazy, but you know, the stuff is awesome. And they have, they have their, their app where you can share cameras, you can set it up, you know, to get uh, photos every hour immediately or every couple hours. I mean, it, it's, it's, they have so many different things or different ways you can set up your camera. It's unreal. Um, so go check them out. They're fast growing. And I can't thank them enough for, you know, partnering up with us. And I'm excited to see where all this goes. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's, you know, sort of the, the end of the ad reads. And now we can get into it with Joe from FTO, Feed the Obsession. Got it. All right, guys, we got Joe from Feed the Obsession. Man, look, we met this guy up at um, the World Deer Expo about two weeks ago. Super awesome guy. I know him and JD have been constantly just talking and, you know, having long late night conversations. So we're going to dive into that. But uh, <laughs> uh, what's going on, man? How's everything going with y'all? Not much, man. Things are going good. We're uh, I'm down here in Florida, back at home and it's hotter than hell right now. But uh, this right now, it's we had a break in the weather because you know how summertime is down here you can set your watch by if it's raining or you know up oh, it's fixing to rain that must be about three o'clock yep but it's actually been quite nice so i took the harley out for a ride and it's been good weather today oh yeah man yeah we actually um, just had a storm a pretty decent one come through um probably about an hour ago me and my daughter were, i went to go pick her up from school and I saw it going in and I was like, all right, I got to beat that. And as soon as I get there, the skies just open up. So I'm running inside. She comes out. She comes running down the hall. I grab her. We run from the, from the front door to the van. I just throw her in the van and I'm like, all right, let's get it. And I swear it was like we were in a tornado, man. It was, it was yeah. stupid windy, super rainy. She's over there worrying about our cat that's outside that I never found. She's probably hunkered down somewhere. So she'll be back. Oh, I know. I, she always comes back, man. It's just, you know, she, my daughter's only eight. So she's, you know, she worries about like literally everything. So right. it's all good. But look, why don't you tell us like kind of what, you know, what got you into hunting, you know, what feed the obsession is. Um, Cause we didn't really get to touch on it much at the show. And no, didn't, uh, JD and I did uh, when we did the uh, podcast there at the show. And uh, the thing is with, FTO like I'm born and raised right here on the edge of Lake George which is the second biggest lake in Florida so as other kids were growing up you know they were partying and doing other shit and their thing you know I don't have a filter so if you need me to watch it I'll watch it oh, you're <laughs> but, good <laughs> you're um, all good I never never did that you know like I was always I was a hustler growing up you know like I was always either on the lake, you know, I worked a full-time job during high school because I had to co-op. And then um, during the summertime, I'd work full-time, come home, take a couple hour nap, and I get up and I go gig fish all night. So, and then I come back and then I'd sell the fish the next day and do it all again the next night. So that's where, like, I've always been in the outdoors. And it's always been a passion of mine. And then, that kind of what threw me into the military aspect of 
you know, I was like, I wanted to be, I was like, you know, I wanted to be special operations. So I was like, all right, so what do we do? And when I retired, it was just me, how FTO come about. Um, my dad was drafted for NOM and got drafted. He, we didn't find out that I had a brother until 2019 and found out I had a brother at the end of 2019 and found out he went to film school. And he was like, hey, I've talked to dad. He told me that you hunt and everything. And I went to film school. So if you film your hunts, send them to me and I can edit them down for you. And that's really how FTO come about. It was it was actually extremely interesting how we came to fruition. And then after that, it's just been one thing after another. Hell yeah. So we <laughs> my brother-in-law is over here messing with me right now <laughs> yeah. but um that's how everything came to fruition and it just started out as a group of me and a few friends you know just trying to share our hunting experiences and our outdoor experiences with everybody and teaching people stuff and like i told jd one of the founding pillars was getting kids off the phone and off the video games getting them outside you know mm-hmm. when i grew up we didn't have cell phones when i grew up you know it would we didn't have the technology that we had today. It's <laughs> such a prick. <laughs> and um, it's, um, you know, that's the thing that, you know, like I was telling JD that technology is great in certain aspects, but it, it really dumbs down a society when everybody's always on their phone. Like I'm pretty sure in that episode that we did at the show, I mean, I could look around and every single person that was around us was on their phone. You know, it's like, me included. It, 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 it's crazy. And, you know, I, I'm guilty of it too. You know, all of us are. Um, maybe not my dad. <laughs> my dad refuses to get on the phone. And then he's like, well, why don't you call me? It's like, because you never answer it. So <laughs> it's like, but it's one of them things. It's like, it's if we get kids in the outdoors, it teaches them literally a life surviving skill mm-hmm. to where they can hunt for their own food. They know how to grow their own food. They know how to survive in a harsh environment. And in today's terms, man, I'm telling you the next three to five years, you don't know where the hell we're going to be. Oh yeah. So, Ain't that you know, true. I, I, I don't wear that for nothing. So oh, yeah, brother, it's, yeah. we, we got to look at it in that aspect. You know, you got to look at it like, what are we leaving our kids? And truthfully now that, you know, I was telling JD that we started a company or started the company um, after we went to Colorado, um, went there for math, the mountain archery fest. They reached out to us and was like, Hey, come out, film. We'll do interviews and everything. And dude, I had HHA and cutter stabilizers and everybody. They was like, Hey man, you know, we'll do this. We'll do that. And they started talking monetaries. And I'm like, <laughs> I came home. I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to start a company. So that's really how FTO come about. But I mean, seriously, our biggest thing is the kids in the outdoors. You know, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. The amount of, I I wouldn't say the fan base, but the recognition and the reputation that we have, you know? So if I tell you, or if FTO tells you we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And hands down, that's what we do. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the old ways. Like if I give you my word, I'm going to keep my word. Mm-hmm. And if, if I can't, there's a damn good reason why I can't. Yeah. So 
you know, it's, that's what FTO is about. You know, we're about getting the kids in the outdoors. We're about training, showing people how to do things. You know, I've actually, um, the guy's name is Shaq and Shaq, if you watch this, this is for you. He actually reached out to me two years ago and he's in New York, like New York city, like yeah. very, very city, but he started watching and he, he reached out to me. He called me cause he got my number off their social media and everything. He called me and I was like, Hey, you know, and he's like, is this Joe? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, dude, everything I've learned about hunting has been from you guys dude he's in the archery now he's building his own arrows like the guy's doing awesome and he's he's a great guy um we have yet to meet face to face he was supposed to meet me in uh, harrisburg uh, mm-hmm. this past year but he didn't he had to work or something came up so he couldn't make it but when he called and told me that i was like holy crap like wow you know we're reaching all the way to new york city i'm like this is insane and yeah. the f- that he he took our tactics he took our took our um experience and everything and put it to you know put it twisted it to where it fit him where he's at and he's like man he's like i truly appreciate y'all and that right there to me that was worth everything you know it's like i reached one person and he so far away that just gives me more drive to keep going so it's absolutely been incredible you know and I, I absolutely love it and the people that I get to meet and you know Hannah Barron and you know Seek One and you know uh, Bubba Buck and all them guys I mean you guys seen my kid at the show oh he was killing it he was Dude, hustling that- like I've never <laughs> seen <laughs> that kid is eight up with it man and He's going to take FTO very far when he gets it. Cause I told him, I'm like, dude, I'm doing this for you and your brother. Mm-hmm. So you graduate, you know, high school and go to college. When you graduate college, it's yours. And he, he, both of them, both of my boys have a natural knack for this. Like they, they live and breathe this ever. Like we just got home from dinner, went, you know, my son wanted to go for a ride on the motorcycle. I've been riding all day. Yeah. So he wanted to go for a ride. We went for a ride. We get here. He jumps off the bike. They're over there fishing right now. Like, mm. here, if I can turn this around, that's where they're at. They're over there fishing. Living the dream, dude. <laughs> the that's fact awesome. That, the fact that they are so ate up with fishing and hunting and the outdoors and everything that FTO is, Mm-hmm. and i didn't i don't have to force it to them i don't have to tell them to you know i don't have to push them to it or anything like they're just naturally drawn to it so that right there to my and to me that's a victory oh for sure and i know like my oldest son he's going to be telling his friends about it he's going to be showing them he's actually in boy scouts he has done extremely well in boy scouts because he's already got this natural act for it so yeah that's pretty much what FTO is about, man. And truthfully, I'm, I'm enjoying this. You know, I love our sponsors. Um, you know, Treason is our biggest sponsor and they are, they have been great to work with, but you know, we got Odin's bow spider and you know, me coming into this, I didn't realize this, but there's so many other groups out there that was like us, but I think where we stood out, is if I seen a product that I liked, I bought it. Yeah. I tried it out. 
I used it. And then if I liked it and it fit me and what we did, then I'm like, Hey, I reached out to him. Like, look, I'm not asking for a freebie. I've already got it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm asking, what can we do to help each other? And seriously, that goes mm-hmm. along with it's back to that old saying of it takes money to make money and it's paid off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way we've, always done things is, you know, we, we don't ever ask anybody for handouts or freebies or anything like that, you know? And I I feel like that's the way to do it. And like touching on what you said about the kids, I took my daughter hunting for the first time last year and you'll probably kill me for this, but she was on her iPad the whole time. (laughs) But that's where that place, cause you gotta be able to set these, excuse me, but you gotta be able to set these little shits in one spot for a long time and keep them occupied. That's exactly why I did it. Because I knew, like, I didn't think we would see anything, and and we didn't. I mean, I'd already been hunting that spot for, like, two months before I I took her. So I overhunted it, and I I know that. But I told her, I'm like, look, we can go, and, you know, we'll sit. I'll put some feet out because it's legal in Georgia, and I'm like, let's just see what happens. And she was like, can I bring my iPad? I was like, yeah, I guess. That's fine. Um, Because I know her well enough, obviously, that if I said no, we'd sit there for 30 minutes and she'd look at me like, I'm bored. Can I play on your phone? And it it just, that's how the kids are these days. I mean, me and JD, man, we grew up without cell phones. My first electronic device was a Game Boy Color. Or actually, no, that's not true. It was a Sega Genesis. (laughs) I've never owned a video game. (laughs) I I did get into them a little bit when I was younger. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, man, it, you know, that's, I think why I like so much about Feed the Obsession is that y'all, y'all do, geared towards you know the kids getting involved in the outdoors and that i mean if they if if kids don't get into it then once we're gone who's gonna done do you know it's over with and they already i mean they're already trying to get it where the kids don't do it i saw something um like two or three days ago where i think it was biden passed something that is getting rid of like the um archery programs and stuff in some schools he stopped, he stopped the funding for schools that oh, have that's what it programs was. and stuff. Okay. And <laughs> I'm not going to go into politics on here because then that's going to be a very, very, very long episode. But <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, the thing is, man, it's like, it's, it's not about, it, it's not about, you know, the Second Amendment. It's not about this. It's about, control and tyranny and that's exactly what it's about and if people don't wake up dude seriously (laughs) it's going to be fend for yourself and you're going to find out what don't tread on me actually means oh trust me trust me where i'm at we're set but the thing is like people don't understand that and you know they they focus all on you know these um, urban and suburbs and the cities and stuff like that, where it's heavy, heavily populated. And they, I mean, seriously, I mean, if you actually grab a real history book, not this shit that they're trying to teach nowadays in schools, but I mean, seriously, you ever heard the phrase history repeats itself? Oh yeah. Wake up. Like, seriously, that's where we're at. We're to a turning point right now. Like literally this election could be, could be the end of the United States of what, how we, how we've known and how we grew up with it. And, you know, I didn't bleed and lose brothers and sisters in arms for bullshit. Yeah. You know, somebody because we got some son's crackhead that's, you know, wants to hide a laptop. Come on, man. It's like 
pull your head out of your ass and let's go. Yeah, so, I've been saying since since all that stuff started, like I agree, I'm not gonna make it political, but you know, when that when that whole thing went down in 2020, I knew I, I I'm shocked it took them this long to start coming after hunting and you know outdoor yeah. stuff, but it's it just seems like people and I honestly I see a lot of people you know around that like I'll talk to because I travel for work a lot mm -hmm. and these conversations do come up and a lot of the people I talk to are like yeah shit's hitting the fan and yeah. we it it can't stay this way because the way that things are going not even just in the hunting world but like in general exactly it's not gonna it's gonna end up bad and yeah. You know, I well, used to get stressed out and like worry about it, but now, you know, I'm kind of just like, look, I'll do my part. I'm giving the rest to God and whatever his plan is, I can't argue that. So that's it. Well, I don't know if you noticed, well, you've seen this one. We the people, I don't know if you've seen this one. Are pissed off. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. There's a reason for that, man, because I mean, seriously, we could be so further along. <laughs> than we are right now and that's the thing it's like the, the way everything is right now it's it is crazy and you know politics is politics everybody's got their opinion but the thing is i don't care if you're democrat republican or independent pull together and let's show them we the people we own this country mm -hmm. not the government the government don't own shit they are our servants they are a public service they are elected by us to do a job for us Mm -hmm. and people forgotten that people think oh well the government says this well the government ain't going to say nothing if you stand up to them yeah and that's the reason honestly that's one of the honest god's reasons why they want to abolish the second amendment the second amendment wasn't written for hunting it wasn't written for you to shoot a deer it was written for tyranny yep and if you read the article a real well-regulated militia has the right to keep and bear arms where does it say hunting? If you want to kill a deer, you can have a firearm. No, that's not what it says. It's tyranny. It's to keep the government in check. Yep. And if you read a history book, I mean, look at Venezuela. Venezuela was the last, the, the recent, most recent one. I mean, they went communist and everything. Now look at them. You had some of their most wealthiest people. Now they're eating out of the garbage. Like, really? Is that is that where you want to push us to or what? But Man. enough about that. Like I said, you're going to get yeah. me on the way. I'm going to go and because, dude, I've dude, I've lived and breathed and I've bled for this country, you know, with two Purple Hearts. I've I've got it. And yeah. I've, I've lost several of my comrades and, you know, we didn't do this for nothing. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. the silent majority will stand up eventually, but it shouldn't be pushed to that point. I agree. And before we get into, you know, the hunting side of stuff, I just want to thank both of y'all for your service. Um, because you know, what you guys sacrificed and went through and all that, it's, I, I wish I could do more to thank you guys other than just saying thank you, but you know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for guys like you. So you and JD y'all, y'all are the shit y'all, y'all will, in my opinion, always hold my respect no matter what, because of the things you guys did. So I, I agree, man. I, I do. I, I think that, you know, something's got to change. And I'm sure it will. Uh, I have faith in that, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be easy. And, no, thank. There ain't know. nothing. There ain't nothing in this world easy. If no. you want something, you got to go for it, and that's the that's how it needs to be. But so let's get into the hunting side, so I can get sidetracked with that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Well, uh, look, I want to know 
you know, I got a question real quick. You, um, you had talked about, you know, the, uh, you know, what feed the obsession, how it came about and all that kind of stuff. But to some of our listeners, it, is it video production or your main it, media thing? We do. Um, we do a lot of our own media, obviously, but we also do <laughs> y'all are pricks, <laughs> but we do a lot of, um, we do, we do, um, we actually have had, you know, and that's one thing that we're pushing this year and moving forward is, you know, somebody wants to hire us to come film a hunt for them. Um, I got to go to Wisconsin this year. Um, we met a guy at, where was he at? Lakeland. He was at the open season in Lakeland Mm -hmm. and he owns a high fence hunting area in Wisconsin. So basically you just, pick what animal you want and you're going to pay for it but you're 99.9% guaranteed you're going to kill that animal yeah and he wants us to come film his clients so he put us in a package as you know like here's what the package deal is but if you want this to be filmed and produced and everything then and edited down then this is you know it's an extra cost so he's basically paying us but they pay him for the experience and then they get to take it home and they have it. And then we got a clause in there saying, Hey, you know, do we get to do, you know, can we use this to show some of our production, you know, not necessarily necessarily to show their whole hunt, but show what we can produce and show what we're capable of. And that's where kind of where we're going um, this year and moving forward. And then on top of that, you know, I talked to JD about, possibly you know cutting down on the shows the one show we are 100 percent committed to is the great american outdoor show in pennsylvania that it's once you go to that show you you can't afford not to go to it i mean it's a long show it's nine days so just times that by a hundred what we did in birmingham Jeez. for nine days dude, I and, <laughs> no it, dude there was almost two million people that went to that show oh my god yeah but that wow. day was just hectic man like me and jd both were on the ride home just like zombies like staring out the window kind of talking a little bit back and forth but <laughs> i looked at him i was like dude i'm tired <laughs> i was like that was a lot that yeah but lot you guys were only there for one day yeah i know no, that's no. The problem. <laughs> and we we did that every day you mm. know and then in um pennsylvania it's that show is absolutely incredible it's actually hosted by the nra oh wow oh nice so it's the nra took it over a few years ago and there was some speculation that the nra wasn't doing as good as the previous people that had it and everything but i think now they brought back the uh concerts and everything last year we had brantley gilbert there um and dude it it was a hell of a damn show but it was it's a lot of fun yeah and when is a lot of fun huh when is it (laughs) it beginning of february and freaking pennsylvania it's cold as hell <laughs> yeah, but, I the trip. <laughs> but seriously it's it's actually it's great and if you guys could come up for like a weekend um i'm gonna be starting and i'll open this invitation to y'all you know if you guys want to come up and stay for a weekend you know i'll you know i'll work something out with you guys with the airbnb or whatever and you guys can bunk with us for you know a couple of days but at least you guys can walk around and see yeah. what the like okay the first year i went there i did the show by myself <laughs> so set up tear down and did the whole show by myself 
it was crazy. But then I didn't realize when I got there, because I drove all night, got there, you know, at like 630 in the morning. Mm -hmm. They wasn't open yet. And then I was like, you know what? There's a few things I do know I need. So I went and got them. And then I came back and they were open. And I pull in and it says the great exhibition hall. And I'm like, ah, it is pretty big. So I go in there and I'm looking and it's rows 100, 200, 300, all the way to, you know, 900. And I'm like, how, how do they have these numbered? So I asked, you know, they got people that work there and I was like, hey, I'm trying to find my booth. And he goes, well, what's your booth number? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to figure out how y'all got them numbered. Because I've been to some shows, you know, they do like 40, it'll be row 400 and one side's 100 through, you know, 199 and the other show is or the other side is 4200 mm -hmm. so i'm like my booth number is 4103 and he's like uh you need to get in your truck and i'm like no man i was like i'm good and i'm like i can carry he's like no you need to go through two more red lights and then turn in to get in. i'm like huh he's like yeah <laughs> dude i was over a mile away from my damn spot and i'm like Holy oh my shit. God. i'm like dude this thing is massive <laughs> So there's nine wings to this place. You got the great arena, you got the small arena, and you got nine wings that branch off of it. And each wing is like, they have a nothing but fishing in one spot. They have nothing but outfitters in another. They have nothing but like outdoor living in another. They have RVs and boats in another. Then they have the archery. Then they have the archery range. Like it's massive, dude. Wow. So I went there and I was like, holy crap. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I'm like, you know, I was like in shock and all. Yeah. And, and you, the networking that you can do there is incredible. So it's a great time. Um, the shows, you know, besides that one, shows, you know, like Birmingham, you know, Birmingham this year, we had a good year. Yeah. But, I mean, there were tons of people there. Just in but, the to be, but to be honest with you, Shows are starting to dwindle down because now they're turning them instead of an outdoor expo or a hunting expo, they're turning them into flea markets. And you get a bunch of, I mean, there was 79 booths there that was selling apparel. Yeah. And you had, I don't know how many that was there. It was less than last year. Like we call them flea market vendors. So there's nothing wrong with them people. And I, they're, I, they're great people. Like I, I really truly enjoy you know talking to them but when they got like a little ten dollar trinket and we're trying to sell a quality hunting product people tend to go for the ten dollar trinket yeah. like hey i bought something that but that's not what the outdoor or the whitetail expo is supposed to be it's supposed to be hunting you know quality hunting products and stuff it's a way for us to put our products and stuff out there so yeah. i'm not committed to birmingham yet we did reserve our booth but we're not 100% committed yet and the reason is you know treason one of my biggest sponsors is there and they're thinking about pulling out next year too and if they do wow. I definitely am yeah yeah I mean I did notice that man like when we were walking around so when we got there we went ahead and um kind of just scoped it out saw who all was there and I kind of I think I expected it to be like I mean, I've never been to ATA, but I've seen videos of it. And I think I expected it to be like, you know, every arrow brand was there. Every bow brand would be there. All the camo, all that stuff. And what I really saw more of was like, you know, ATV sales. Yeah. Um, high fence outfitters, which I mean, fine. You know, I have nothing against it. 
but yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go spend 20 grand to go kill a 400 inch whitetail that has been bred, you know, but it just didn't seem like it was fun. Yeah. I had a great time and I hope we can go again. I just don't, I didn't see what I expected to see. You know, I mean, I did see a lot of good yep. brands up there, like y'all, Osseo, Treason, Seek One was out there, DCA, all of that, you know, yep. but it didn't have, it didn't really have the feeling of like, right. What I expected the show to be. Yeah. You know, a few years ago it did. And that's the thing. It's like now it's, it, I think they're just trying to fill up boost spaces because, I mean, ATA, ATA was in trouble. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I heard about I, that. Yeah, that, that was bad. So that's the thing that we're trying to do is put the quality back into these shows. And I think the owners and everything of these shows need to realize that, like, hey, you're supposed to be the World Deer Expo. Not only that, this year, there was hardly, I mean, they wasn't even a quarter of the mounts that was there compared to last year and the year before. It was... I don't mean to cut you off. You're coming funny behind you, walking behind you. (laughs) Yeah, it's my (laughs) brother-in-law. So, that's what happens when we all live on the family's homestead. (laughs) Man. But yeah, I don't know. The show was fun, but yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, it felt like a lot of people, but even when we got there, um, Stephen from Throw the Outdoors was like, man, you know, I don't know if the turnout's going to be that good because I heard that like tickets were like 80 bucks, which I don't know where he got that from. Because Well, that was somebody that told him, but the tickets wasn't 80 bucks. It was $20 for pre-register and then $25 at the door where it yeah. used to be 10 and 15. Oh, so they raised that. And then on top of that, they raised our booth space. So, you know, like next year, I $1,400 for our booth. And I'm like, <laughs> so that that means we got to sell a third more of our product just to cover the booth space. Yeah. I saw some purses for sale there this year. <laughs> <laughs> Those were satchels. They weren't purses. Oh, no, there were some purses. It's a satchel. But they but, fit in because they were camo. Right. That's so, weird. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we, we need to be able to take that and be able to show the people who run these, like, hey, like, you need to bring the quality back to these shows. And Absolutely. I understand you can't help if the convention center is raising their prices and stuff like that. Then, obviously, the exhibitors and everything's you know, we got to increase our prices on our booth space, which is fine. But it's it, it, it's a madhouse. And you know, that's the thing that we're looking at doing is possibly instead of taking that money and doing that, then maybe doing some different shows or possibly not doing but just the Great American Outdoor Show and then taking the rest of that money and investing it in other things that we need. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could take that money and go do like a Western muley hunt in Colorado or something and film that, yep. you know. Um, yep. So, I mean, you mentioned some of the product. Like, what is some of the product that you guys offer? You know, I did come check it out, but with all the stuff going on, I barely even remember. So, um, we got, um, if you guys bow hunt, we got uh, bow spider, which bow spider. I want one of those so bad. Dude, even just, well, get with me. I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. But um, bow spider is literally, even just shooting in the backyard is a game changer. Like. You never have to put your bow on the ground or set it on the target or anything. It just it clips on your waist or on your backpack. Or if you get the harness, then you just wear the harness and just clip it on your back. 
one hand to pull it off and you never have to worry about pulling your bow up from the ground when you're climbing a tree stand it stays on your back the whole time like it's it's a game changer and then when i got with david merle the owner of bow spider like he primarily he designed it and created it because he missed the bull of a lifetime and it was because he had the sling on it and he couldn't get the sling off and uh, uh, he's like nope he goes i gotta come up with something that no so he can't he designed it well then he's never really hunted out east where you know midwest the, the east coast to where we primarily tree stand hunt you know we still hunt out there there are a lot of spot and stop yeah. so i saddle hunt well the puck is a two-piece puck it's got four screws on it so i took mine off and put it on the bridge and mounted it to the bridge so now wherever i turn in the tree with that saddle it it's it stays there you know my bow's with me all the time i don't have to worry about pulling it off the tree or reaching up to the tree and pulling it off it's right there beside me so a lot less movement so it's a great product the more pucks you have um the more pucks you have the more versatile it is and then we got odin's innovations odin's innovations uh they're the only scent like it on the market it's uh 100 synthetic 100% biodegradable, guaranteed to last 30 days in the field. It's waterproof, rain, snowproof. Like we got deer sticking their foot of snow to get to the scrape. And now we got we got dominant buck, doe and estrus, scrape blend, um, apple, acorn, peanut butter, jelly donut, cherry pie. We started targeting black bear with it. Um, I mean, it's phenomenal. And then you're just making me hungry. What's that? You're just making me hungry now. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking. I was like, let me get some of that just so I can have a little snack while I'm working. <laughs> well, the thing is that it's nothing eats it. There's no nutritional value. Hey guys, this is JD with Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Just want to let you know I can save you a little bit of money if you go on to nosedownsense.com and type in the promo code SEBH15, Southeastern Bowhunter. 15 SEBH 15. That'll get you 15% off on all the products they have across the whole site. Y'all go make sure you check them out. Amazing products, great cover scents, and great application scents for those big old scripts you're trying to work on. Also, after you get that game, you can go ahead and season it up with some of their seasonings and dry rubs they have. Go give them a check. All synthetic. It's an artificial scent put inside of a biodegradable bean. And it's infused all the way through. And the best part about having a scent that lasts 30 days is, for one, you only got to put it out once. You know, you don't have to worry about taking it out there or refreshing everything. Like, it stays there constantly. And, like, the dough and estrus is the big thing because not all doughs are bred during that first rut. Yep. And when... They, when those does go out of estrus, that's when your bucks start roaming. They go to another property. They go to another area. They're looking for a doe to breed. So if you got scent that lasts for a long time, you're going to hold them bucks to a tighter pattern for a lot longer. It's going to increase your odds as well. Hmm. So it's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal product. And then yeah. obviously, you guys, you guys seen treason. Um, you know, you, I'm trying to get treason more down here in uh, Florida because I'm telling you, their early season camo it, it's unmatched like i've literally i've got video of a deer sniffing my arm 
during turkey season and I've got a hen standing on my lap and had no idea I was there. Huh. And like, dude, that that camo pattern is just hands down is in my opinion, it's the best camo pattern on the market. And it's a third of the cost of Sika. So it's like Sick is <laughs> <Sick> very expensive. <laughs> well, and not only that, but see the quality that you get with treason, you, you get more bang for your buck because you're getting really good quality. Like I'm this is my third or fourth season with treason. And I'm still on the same one. Like it's very durable, very dependable, um, extremely warm. Um, but I run very hot anyway, so I don't wear a whole lot of layers because I like to be cold or cool. I hate sweating and I live in Florida. So imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even so, imagine trying to wear it. in the wrong spot. What? What's that? You're in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm not looking forward to this <laughs> well, early season. Rain. It, yep. It's going to be too warm. Well, I usually don't hunt in Florida because for one, the deer down here are really, really small and yeah. they kill everything. It's like, man, if they stop hunting, if they if they put a size limit on deer besides a six inch spike, mm-hmm. we'd have better horn deer. You ain't gonna have big body deer down here, but you'd have better horns. But yeah, yeah, I mean I've seen spike. That's my trophy buck. Yeah, like I've seen some decent bucks yeah. killed out of Florida. I think there was like a 150 or something, or it was either 130 or 150 killed last year on the yeah. border of uh, Florida and Alabama. And yeah. I mean, just seeing that, I was like, damn, because I've always heard what you just said. You know, Florida's got pretty small sized bucks. Well, well, if you kill a 140 pound deer down here, you've done something. Wow. And <laughs> they're, they're like German shepherds with antlers, dude. they are they're they're down here but i mean that's nothing that's nothing against florida it's just if you look everybody was like if you look at it it's all about evolution Mm -hmm. and it really is because if you go the further you go up north the bigger the animals get yeah well it's got to be bigger to survive the winter yep and down here (laughs) we might have three days that's below freezing (laughs) yeah so you don't really need to be that big to survive the winter down here. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Chicago, man. And like, I remember as a kid before I moved here, cause I think I moved here when I was six or seven and me and my dad, um, which surprisingly enough, he was in Vietnam too. Um, my dad was pretty old. I think when he passed, he was like 76. And yeah, I my dad, my dad would be 73 in less than two weeks. Yeah. That, that generation, man, it's totally different. Like oh yeah, night and day. But oh, t- yeah. tell me about it. Because <laughs> my dad, oh my god, he is cantankerous. I love oh, him. Yeah. Like, there's nothing I wouldn't do for him, and he knows that. But oh my god, is he cantankerous? Oh yeah, my dad, dude. He man, he was a hard ass. I loved him, but he was a hard ass. But yeah, when I was a kid, we would uh we would go to this nature preserve by our house and we'd watch deer because I've always you know been into them and. I remember moving to uh, Georgia and we would go up to Lake Lanier. And back then, um, I don't think it's like this now, but back then they would have deer that you, they would walk up to the car and you could just, yeah, yeah. and I was eight years old and my dumbass hopped out of the car. There was a nice 10 point, you know, like a big deer. And because I'd been feeding them all day, you know, I walked up and 
wanted to pet him and it was in the rut. And sure enough, he put his head down, started scraping and blowing and, you know, snort wheezing and stuff. Mom ripped me up out of the car or out of the way and threw me in the car and was like, you could have just died. And I was like, but he's so much smaller than what's up in Illinois. I would have been fine. (laughs) And so it's, yeah, man. I mean, the deer down here are definitely smaller. Um, But, you know, (laughs) what? (laughs) What are you doing? But now I I looked at you when you said you're so much smaller. I was like, you just thump thump him in the nose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, like, I, I mean, we've seen what Seek One's done, you know, and they, they've killed giant deer around here. And, you know, I did hear some story about they brought deer from uh, like Ohio or Indiana or Illinois or whatever down here back in like the 50s. Um, yeah. But still, I mean, you're talking 300 plus pound deer up there. That's hard oh, yeah. to find here. Yeah. So. And that's the thing, you know, like, and I will tell you another thing in this industry, it don't matter how good you do, like you do everything by the book. You do everything legal. You do everything, you know, and you're killing a free range, big whitetail. And I do some urban hunting too, like especially in Indiana. I got one of my spots in Indiana. It's a little 40 acre track. It's actually a arbor, what do you call it? Arboretum. Mm -hmm. So they raise trees and get rid of the evasive species and all that stuff. And like, it's great. And the landowners, they're the nicest older couple you ever met in your life like they're incredible yeah and and the old woman she 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 calls the bucks rubbers (laughs) she's like you need to get you some of them rubbers and i'm like oh oh, hold on (laughs) 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 oh no (laughs) but they are great great people i actually just talked to her the other day and asked her if she can uh refresh the batteries in my camera that's there but dude i've got some studs that's on her place but nobody hunts there Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the urban thing is great. But like I said, no matter how good you do and how successful you are, there's always going to be somebody that's going to be like, oh, well, you ha- you bought that deer and put that deer out there. Or, you're, you know, you did something illegal or you did that. No, like, mm-hmm. seriously, if you want to question me, go right ahead. Like, we got it on film. So even if I did something wrong, I'm not getting out of it. Yeah. So by all means, you know, like you're you know haters always going to hate yep i mean i've touched on that a few times like when we had trent from chest thumper on you know we were talking about the hunting community about trent trent's awesome oh i love trent Trent, dude like trent does the social media for math yeah and he is (laughs) me and him (laughs) put it this way just just asking honestly obviously outside of this podcast (laughs) ask him what he thinks about me because brandon we went to Pennsylvania to Carbondale for their mass shoot up there because they finally started coming out east. And, dude, Freedom, um, uh, what was it? Camp Freedom, phenomenal piece of property. Mm-hmm. And great, I mean, it was a great shoot. Like, we had so much fun. But <laughs> Brandon, we get there, and Brandon's like, hey, he goes, I got a job for you and Bryce. And I was like, all right, what's that? And he goes, I need you to go find me kegs and a bartender that can serve the beer for three hours, Friday night and Saturday night. I was like, all right, on it. <laughs> Dude, we, we, we went and gone like an hour and a half, and I called him. I was like, done. And he was, he told all his guys, he goes, I knew I sent the right two people after that. 
but dude we went up there we had so much fun but then you know we met trent in rome georgia yeah that was their first out east event we met him there and you know great dude we have i the mass crew is phenomenal and if you've never been to a math event, I highly suggest that this year when they come back to Rome, go. Because oh, yeah, dude, we, we are planning on it. We already oh made plans God. with Trent. We're doing it. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you something right now. You better be prepared to walk because they don't put on these 3D shoots. Like, you got 55 targets within 100 yards by 100 yards. Like, some of their courses are like three, four, five miles. I don't mean it's in dude, we had people that was there and they were like the hell with tack we're not doing tack anymore they're like this is the real deal and then not only that but they have the uh the world record course yeah i want to shoot that and, so bad i'm looking forward to that yeah so the world record course is absolutely phenomenal because you're literally like brandon spent a ton of money having exact replicas built of these animals antlers and not just the antlers, but the antlers and the horns, you know, because you got pronghorn sheep. You're short, shooting at the 29 North American Grand Slam. Mm -hmm. And you're taking the exact same shot that that hunter took that animal at. And if there's actually the longest shot, I think, is 55 yards, and that's on a polar bear. Yep. So if you can't hit a polar bear at 55 yards, go back to the range. <laughs> but they're actually there's some of them because the one hey, wait, 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 wait. can't hit a polar bear 55 yards who was it that stuck it in a tree we're not going to that right now <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it wasn't me i don't know who you're talking about but <laughs> he watched my episode and i was like shit <laughs> <laughs> but you're shooting at what was we shooting at a raccoon or something in a tree and i'm like what the hell it, dude, it, I'm telling you, but when you're shooting in the mountains, dude, it's crazy because you're yeah. different elevations. You know, they got one shot literally. When you come up to shoot, you're like this. Oh man! Like it's straight down. It's phenomenal. But we was doing that, and it was you know it. We met Brandon and everything, and we became really good friends with him. And dude, I support Brandon and everything he does. But you're shooting at world records on that i mean exact world records and you're taking the exact same shot that that person shot at which is yeah. that that goes to show just how good of a hunter they were to get that close to that animal and it's incredible man it really is it's a lot of fun and not only that but they they do a lot so we'll be in rome we'll be in carbondale again this or this next year and we look forward to it because dude it's a hell of a time <laughs> Um, you guys already met me, you know, I have no filter and I'm kind of the life of the party. Like last year I told Bryce, Bryce, he sent me a text message. He's like, where'd you go? I was like, I'm in the truck. I was like, take me back. And I was like, I don't want to make an ass out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then Brandon man. comes up, Brandon comes up to me with like, what's left of one keg. And he was like, Hey Joe, I was like, what's up? And he goes, here's breakfast. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's where to start the day. Oh, yeah, no. uh, it's, I'm it's excited for it, man. Oh, we have a hell of a time. And seriously, let's coordinate. Maybe, you know, I don't know where you guys are at in Georgia, but, you know, I'm coming up from Florida, so I can come up there and, you know, meet you guys and you guys can follow us in. And, yeah, you know, yeah, we're only I like can, two hours away. We're not that far. So I can, I can run the drone and everything else of you guys coming in, get you guys some footage too that you guys need. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome, dude. Cause like I'm okay. looking forward to it. Cause, 
next September, I'm supposed to be going to Colorado for my first um, mule deer hunt. And oh. so, okay, yeah. hold on. You're not used to high elevations. Not really, no. That's I why I want to do it. it. I, you're saying next September, not this coming September? No, no, next year. So I would, at the very least, probably January, February, I would order, it's on Amazon. It's called a high altitude training mat. Okay. Get that and start walking around the block with it. Um, actually, the best thing to do, what I did, is go to the gym and get on the Stairmaster because that's all you're doing. Is yeah. You're going climbing. Get on that and put that mask on and train because I'm telling you what, it helped me when I went to Colorado last, not last September, the September before. Dude, we went to mass and then we came back the next year. Oh, my God. I had a hard time coming down the mountain the first year. Like, it was bad, and I was out yeah. of shape, like, big time. But then I started training and did that high-altitude training mask and everything else. Dude, I was running up the mountain. And I'm like, <laughs> hell, yeah. I'm like, thank God. And then we had some guys that I was with that was part of FTO at the time, and they were, like, trying to incorporate, like, a steel hunt. And I'm like, come on, dude. We walk 100 yards, and they're like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I got all the camera equipment and everything. I'm like, let's go. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been out there um, a few times. I went fishing out there with my uncle, who's the one that's taking me. And um, remind me after this, I'll send you a picture of the buck he killed last year. I mean, it was a, whew, a stud. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, going up there, and you know, we were in. I think we went to Colorado Springs. We went to part of the national park out there, and I forget exactly where we were. Um, but I've also been to Estes Park. And so going up there and we hiked the, you know, that mountain they got where you could feel like the chipmunks and stuff. Yep. I felt it. I definitely felt it. So, yeah, yeah I've been looking at like ways to train and stuff. And I'm going to look into that because the last thing I want to do is go up there and then, you know, have. Get altitude sickness. Yeah, get that or have like a giant muley in front of me. And I just can't even breathe because I've never done it, you know. But your heart's going to be pumping hard enough if you get to draw back on one anyway. So, yeah, better shape. And, and that's another thing that we try to do because, uh, you know, we met other um, – we got um, the Hunt List Eat guys. They are great. I mean, they are phenomenal. Um, I wear the short shorts too, proudly. Um, <laughs> but it's just military PT shorts. So, I mean, we're used to wearing those. But then um, we got the um, Wilderness PT, and he is great. And I'm sure Trent can tell you all about him, but I mean, he does like, he, he incorporates like still hunting out here in the Midwest and, you know, out East, we're still hunting. You know, you don't necessarily have to be in shape to climb up a tree stand and sit for hours. Yeah. But you also need to be in shape when you're trying to drag that deer out by yourself or mm -hmm. something, because otherwise it makes it harder. So he incorporates that. So everything from mountain archery fest to treason to j rose lures which if you guys fish check out j rose lures phenomenal people he actually started a company for his sons that are when they first started were nine and eleven and they've won like three fishing tournaments in ohio like phenomenal kids wow. and I, they they kind of go for what we are getting the kids in the outdoors so yes 100 hands down they got my support but everything that we do like that's what i love about fto is that we're not restricted to one thing yeah. or another like bow hunter die bow hunter die great guys you know justin and all them guys are great 
you know, I meet them every year, talk to them and hang out with them at ATA and stuff, but they're restricted to archery Mm -hmm. where we are just, we're broad, you know, we're hunting, we're fishing, we're hell, motorcycle riding, you know, get outside. You know, some of these people, it's like, oh man, I'd love to do that. Well then get off the couch and go do it, dude. Like, come on, you know, like, and I told people, I'm like, Hey, you guys want somebody to do something with y'all call me. Like, I don't have a problem driving. I mean, hell, in the last, since May, I've put 13,000 miles on my truck. I, <laughs> I don't mind driving. Good Lord. Lord. And yeah, I don't have you drove to Indiana after the show, didn't you? Yeah, I went to, well, I never made it to Indiana because, seriously, I don't know if you guys remember, but my legs were jacked. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I was like, I didn't have my side-by-side, and I was like, well, we're going to go stay with our uh, one of our field staff, uh, Jacob. We went and stayed at his house, and I was like, I'm going to see how I feel in the morning. Dude, I couldn't even get out of bed hardly. I was like, oh, yeah, we're not going. I thought you were going. You got that velvet up there in Indiana this last week. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that wasn't this past week. That was the uh, three, four weeks ago. You liar. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, I did kill it in Indiana. All right. but that's the thing is like we go i go up there a lot like i make a lot of trips back and forth but that personal trip it kind of sucked because i wanted to take my son but he was kind of butt hurt that we didn't get to go yeah i'm like look dude if i get out there and i can't move or i pull something even worse like it's gonna be bad so yeah you got to drag me out (laughs) yeah (laughs) man dude that's uh you know i i wanted to go to indiana a lot to to try hunting up there just because you know we had dustin huff on um the podcast earlier this summer and super cool dude man and and his story is insane just killing the biggest whitetail in america and all of that out of indiana he didn't even know that deer was there hey buddy that's the right here the hardest worker right there man that's right dude that's awesome dude yeah i um i forgot to tell you too kind of switching gears but uh my daughter told me a few months ago she wants to get a bow so she can kill her first deer okay so she's too little to pull one back that's you know strong enough to get get a deer but i can't see it i've got a crossbow over here that i'm thinking about giving her and letting her put the smack down on one. Cause I mean, we have so many spots this year that there's no reason why she shouldn't be able to. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to video it. I'm going to do all that. And I mean, it, it, it just, again, leads into what you were saying earlier about getting the kids out there, you know, because that is, I feel like more important than killing a 200 inch whitetail, killing a 250 inch muley, you know, 400 inch bull, like all of that. That's cool. But getting the kids out there. Yeah. Let me tell you okay. something right now. I will never shame anybody for killing a deer. If you're in a stand and you're happy with what you're taking, I'm happy for you. Like, you'll never hear me say, oh, you should have gave him another year or gave him two. Man, I, until, like I told you in the podcast there, I just started trophy hunting because I got the deprivation tags. Mm -hmm. So I got deer meat. I used to, that's all I did was meat hunt. If a doe walked out, I'd shoot a doe. If a spike walked out and I wasn't, it was getting, I don't care. I'm putting meat in the freezer because I'm going to make sure my family's got something to eat. Yeah. But 
now I've started trophy hunting and that last year was the first year that I did. And I'm like, you know, now I'm starting to focus on managing the size of the deer and stuff like that on my properties, which is fine. But you're never going to hear me say to anybody, you know, and you'll, I'll be the first one. If I see a comment on a, your all's post or somebody like, Oh, you should have gave him another year, gave him another two years to grow. I'm like, dude, you see the smile on that kid's face or the smile on that guy's face or the smile on that woman's face. That's what it's about. It's a yep. tradition. And if they're happy with what they're shot, be happy for them. You'll right. never hear me in a million years say, Oh man, you should, you know, why'd you kill him? He's so small, man. Piss off. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. We touched on that with Trent's episode, man, because, um, I, I told him, I'm like, you know, I, my buddy Thor killed three bucks last year. He had a extra tag. I forget how, I think it was like a quota hunt or something, but he killed a really nice, you know, nine point and everyone was like, Oh man, good job. He posts a picture of a spike he killed and everyone's hating on it. I'm like, dude, what? And, and I went on there. I'm like, dude, it's just that he killed a deer and he's happy. Why the hell do y'all care? I mean, it's not like it's your property. You don't pay to be there. You don't pay for a club membership on that club because it was on a club, I think. And I'm like, if you're not hunting there, you have no say. And even if you did hunt there, he's happy. Who cares? Is the deer legal? If the deer's legal, thumbs up, buddy. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, I hate how, um, I hate how toxic it can get. And, you know, Trent, Trent had a point, like he said, he didn't think the community is toxic. But he said social media. But I mean, that kind of is what we see every day. Yeah. Social media, you know, and social media kind of plays a role in that. Like I said, it goes back to what I said earlier, where technology is a good thing, but yet it could be a bad thing. Yeah. But then on top of that, what you're saying right now, and this is what, you know, we're going to touch base real quick. What we touch base with the Birmingham show mm-hmm. is the thrill of the outdoors they're giving the hunting back to the small guys. And that's one thing I support 100% because all these other guys, they want to be like Michael Wydell. They want to be like T-Bone. They want to be like Bill Jordan and all these other guys, or they want to be like, you know, the buck commanders like, hold on a second. Not everybody can afford to kill a deer like that. So everybody's focusing on that, but yet that's all you see on social media. My thing is, is the camaraderie, and JD said this, the camaraderie needs to come back to this industry. We need to be able to be like, hey, I want to be able to go to a hunting camp, and if Jason Aldean comes up, well, my hometown's where Chipper Jones was born and raised. Yeah. Like, I know his dad was my ninth grade math teacher. Like, I know the family. I know him. I know them all. Great people. But the thing is, is the camaraderie needs to come back to this industry. People need to stop shooting and being so disappointed and putting so much pressure on themselves that, oh, should I let that buck go? The only way you should let a buck go if he's a legal buck is if you know you got one in there that you're targeting and you know he's bigger. That's the only reason. But if you shoot a legal deer and you're happy with it and you're putting food on the table for your family, I don't care. Yeah, I will support you 100% and I will pat you on the back. Hell, I'll help you skin it. But the thing is, the camaraderie is getting lost and that's what needs to come back. And people, uh, what I love about Thrill the Outdoors, bringing that back in. Yeah. Jetty, what were you saying? We couldn't hear 100%, you. 100% absolutely agree. Yeah. And it's just sad, man. Like Waddell touched on it, you know, in our episode and he, that dude, man, 
I'm telling you, him, T-Bone, and Nick are the guys that I'm just like <laughs> right up here. Like yeah. whatever they say, I take it as one step yeah. below gospel, right? And, you know, that's why I like them so much because they are just exactly who they seem to be on the show and they'll tell you like yeah. it is. And if you don't like They're it, real people. They're real people. They don't use that, you know, like they don't use their fame. They don't use their status or anything they i mean the property i got in georgia is right next to michael wide hills yeah i heard and, some stories about that <laughs> <laughs> you know great people and that's the thing that's what people need to realize is like look if people if people just pull their head out of their ass for a little bit and look at what it is for what it what hunting and what this industry actually is it's about hey camaraderie it's about teaching the next generation it's about getting out of the house and doing something that you love to do and actually supporting, you know, supporting your fellow neighbors that's doing it. This industry would be unstoppable. And it's still, it, it is, it's a big industry, but the thing is with social media and everybody's like, Oh man, I got to kill a deer like that. Or, you know, they're like, Oh man, I seen this guy kill 190 inch whitetail in Kansas and public ground. And then they go there. That's what they expect to see. Yep. But the thing is, it's like, I remember growing up watching Bill Jordan and everything else growing up on the outdoor channel. And I'm like, okay, so what went in? You just don't get out of the truck, set up in a tree and 180 inch deer walks by what went into place to get in that deer? Like what, how did you pattern this deer? How did you see this deer? How did you find out this deer was there? And then how did you, how did everything lead up to you being successful? Yep. That's what I want to teach. I don't care about, I, I dude I, if you're happy shooting as long as it's a legal deer i'm happy with it yeah if you're you're the one pulling the trigger and you're happy with it i'm happy with it well that's a big thing too because like a lot of people me included when i first started man I, I went to my buddy's property in rockdale county and he had some giants on there and i mm -hmm. it was my first hunt ended up killing like a probably a 50 inch eight point but it was my first deer and i was i was hooked after that but exactly. he was showing me these photos and I, I remember getting in the blind and I look at him. I was like, hey, uh, I kill one of these big deer. You won't care, right? He was like, I won't care, but I can almost tell you it's not going to happen. And I was like, oh, no, it's going to happen. It never happened. And yeah. I think the thing that we get, you know, people that are new to hunting, they watch these shows, you know, like Buck Commander, like Bone Collector, like, you know, Realtree and all that. And I love those shows. I love those guys. But they can't show you the work that it takes to go into finding those deer. Nope. And then you get, you know, my rude awakening was obviously the first hunt I went on, but then you get shows like Seek One, um, I know 4610, a couple others, Hunting Public, all of those guys. And they actually get to show yep. you like, hey, we don't just walk in the woods and this giant shows up. Like it takes time to figure that out. And killing a hundred, hell, yep. killing a 150 inch deer in Georgia, it's one of the hardest things you can do. I've only had one or <laughs> two on camera in five years. Yep. And I never killed him. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. And that's, no. you know, going back to the camaraderie thing, like, I feel like people need to get more grounded and stop trying to kill Bambi's dad all the time. I mean, look, I want to kill a giant deer as much as the next guy. But Dude, I'll kill Bambi in a heartbeat because you know what? That some bitch is going to be tender. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad my wife didn't listen to this. <laughs> she would kill me. Oh but man! The thing is, like I said, man, the camaraderie needs to come back, and then people need to be more realistic with their hunts. Yep. 
and they re- they really honest to God they really do and the thing is is like just support one another be like hey and that's I mean dude and anybody who watches this anybody who listens to this reach out to FTO like if you want somebody to come show you something or somebody to come hunt with you or somebody to come film you or somebody just to come hang out and shoot the shit give me a call like I dude I have no problem and neither does Bryce you know we'll go wherever and we'll do things but I mean it, it just you, you got to have people that's got the drive that wants to do it and Look, as long as Bryce doesn't try and come out here and show me how to shoot a bow I'll be fine <laughs> Bryce that was a low blow <laughs> <laughs> but you know um, what I love Bryce to death but you know what it all happens to the best of us I mean seriously we got in the heat of the moment we was having a good time and we just you know that's just one of them things that was just overlooked and as soon as I heard it I was like Oh, I was like, holy crap. You should have seen Reese behind the camera when he went to pull that next arrow out. Oh, my God. Because I looked at – you seen me look at the bow, and I was like, I don't see no cracks. I don't see anything majorly wrong. I was like, so – I was like, I would trust it. And Bryce was like, well, I'll do it. And you should have seen Reese. Reese had the camera, and he was like this. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, oh, my God. Oh, and then God. we shot and everything, but then we realized that it messed up his uh, drop away rest. Yeah, so he he put it up, and it was it was just one and bad. But you know what? Out of that one bad thing, a lot of good things happened. People started asking us questions. People started asking us, "Hey, what happened with that bow? What you know? What did you do to get it fixed? How did you inspect it afterwards? What do you look for? Stuff like that." And it was like, "All right." So, yeah, it was kind of a you know, you're making lemonade out of lemons, but yeah. that was some pretty damn good lemonade, if you don't mind me saying. But <laughs> that's the thing that needs to come, you know, that's the thing. You know, don't be afraid to make a mistake. And, and it's all about camaraderie with that, too. Yep, uh, that, yeah. Coming together and talking about it and having a good time and teaching each other, that's yep. where it all falls back, falls back down to the camaraderie of the hunting and, and of the brotherhood. Yeah, well, yep. and even guys like T-Bone, man, who I consider, like, the archery guru he learns new shit every day yep. you're never gonna know everything about archery and hunting it's it's not gonna happen uh, and nobody knows nobody knows everything about everything you're always going to continue to learn you're always going to sit there and learn so you know as long as you can accept you know i can accept constructive criticism and somebody yeah. tell me, hey you know i think you ought to do it this way you know or i think you ought to do this or whatever well give me a reason why and then when they come up and they can present it in a very professional and a very understanding way and be like, okay, you know, what you say makes sense. So let me try that. Yep. And then who knows? That might be what we need. But people nowadays, man, they're just so butthurt about everything. And it's like, good God, it's like a bunch of sissified people nowadays, <laughs> you know? And social media is to blame for that because, oh, dude, sure. now you can disrespect somebody and not get punched in the mouth. When I was yeah. growing up, you disrespect somebody, you better be ready to tote an ass with me. Oh, yeah. 20 years ago, man, you say some wrong shit to somebody, you might be missing yep. the truth. Now, and that's, it, you can just say whatever you want. Now it's like, oh, I'm unfollowing you. <laughs> okay, I'm going to lose so much sleep yeah. over it. Man. But it, oh, hey, getting back to the uh, getting back to the bow spider thing real quick, that – I know the it's got different pucks and the whole puck system and harness system and all that stuff, but that little attachment bracket that goes on the bow, 
Yeah. How much does that actually alter the bow at all as far as weight or anything? It's less than two ounces, dude. It don't affect nothing. Okay. Mike, and I put it on the bottom of my bow, put it on the top of my bow, put it in the middle of my bow. It does nothing. Yeah, I'm going to need to get one of those because yeah. I've been looking at I'll, those for the past year and a half. I love those things. I will, need something that's I'll, easier to climb up the tree with. And I'll, get, I'll get a couple. I'll just send me you guys' address and everything, and I'll get a couple sent to y'all. And <laughs> y'all y'all try them out and everything. Just make sure, you know, you represent FTO and Bose Fighter like you guys do everything else and try them out because I'm telling you, dude, they, they're a game changer. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do that. But I know you're wanting to wrap things up here in a minute, so I just wanted to touch base real quick. Did you guys yeah. see our last post? I, I did. did. I've been so busy, dude. What, what was you, it? <laughs> you ever had a deer teabag your camera? Oh, I did see that. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I was cracking up when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one. I think oh those. I think it was that one, <laughs> dude. I got that. I was like, "What the hell?" I'm like, but then I seen the pictures. He was like standing beside it, and then all of a sudden he like turned, and that camera is really low, and that camera's in Indiana. Yeah, and he turned around because my the reason I asked is because now my phone is blowing up with people liking the post and everything. But dude, and then I was like, oh, I got the perfect song for that. And I was like, sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, your, your uh, Instagram shit, man, it's hilarious. I saw that turkey video where you had the filter on. And uh -huh. I think you were like, I just want to kill a turkey, but the turkey's coming out. And then I'm like, man, that is classically funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But dude, it was so um, stressful, dude. It was like, you know, put that filter on and everything and then. I did the one phrase from uh, what was that? Uh, the Heat with Sandra Bullock and uh, Melissa McCarthy, mm -hmm. and the the captain was like, he goes, you know how old I am? She's like, mm, fifty five. He goes, I'm forty years old, and I got a four year old son that calls me Grandpa. <laughs> so the re reason I did that, <laughs> that's the reason I did that one because, dude, you know, turkey hunting. That's one of the most rewarding yet one of the most stressful hunts that you can ever be on. Yeah, I haven't gone. Um, I say every year I'm going to go, but then I don't like the heat. So maybe I'll go next year. We'll see. <laughs> but I know I need to go. I need to go. It's just I'm gone so much in deer season, man, and so busy with that all the time that once that's over, I owe the family a lot of a lot of family time. It, it takes a lot of balance. It really does. Yeah. And, you know, if you got to and I will say this, if you got to support a spouse, that comes in very handy, too. You know, and that's yeah. another thing. Start fighting. What? How I introduce people in hunting is dove hunting. Uh, dove season. Start. You don't have to be quiet. You don't have to be all camoed up and everything. You don't have to sit still. Hell, we usually have a cookout and everything else, and we're all out there bullshitting and everything anyway, and we have a good time. Yeah. Started, yeah I, I mean, started, uh, squirrel hunting. That's how I started yep. my son. Yep. Squirrel hunting, dove hunting, anything that's fun and interactive. Yep. And yeah. then they start getting a niche for it. And then they start seeing you bringing home deer. And then they like, hey, I want to go with you. Yeah. And then can you sit still for a little bit? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a learned skill. That's for sure. <laughs> it really is. The only time I ever sit still. Yeah, right. That when I'm driving. But look, I don't want to hold you too long. I'm pretty sure I heard Tiffany just running upstairs. So I need to go check on that. But um, look, dude, we need to do this again. 
um, we'll carve out some time during season, kind of do like a season update with you. And, yeah. you know, we'll definitely try those bow slings out and we'll obviously promote FTO and, and bow fighter. Not bow slings. What is it? <laughs> I said bow spider, not bow slings. Okay, bow spider. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But, but um, uh, like I said, this, this is fun. I enjoy talking with you guys and everything. And, you know, and for everybody who's watching or listening, you guys make sure you guys go check us out on social media. Don't beat me up too bad because our website is kind of down and we're redoing it right now. So it's kind of a pain in the butt. But go check out our social media. You see all of our sponsors and everything on, on there and go check them out. I mean, phenomenal products. That's how we are successful. That's how, you know, we use their stuff and we truly believe in them. And, you know, if you guys are close to Pennsylvania or come up to Pennsylvania for our next show, come see us. And until next time, you know, make sure you guys are out there feeding that obsession, whatever it is, just get outside and feed it. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Not a problem. You guys are great. It was great meeting y'all in Birmingham and it's been a pleasure talking to y'all. Look forward to doing this again. So maybe we can do a little uh, preseason update and then we can do a midseason yeah. update and then a final season update if you guys wanted to. Yeah, oh, that yeah. sounds awesome, dude. So let's do it. Let's grow it, man. Awesome. Appreciate it, buddy. Not a problem. You guys take care. Me too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. If you don't mind, go on Apple, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this and give us a five-star review. It really helps out. And, you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this. We wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening. And don't forget to give us a review.